0: Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans I hope you're having a wonderful day Um, I'm sure that's the first time I've ever opened a podcast saying Hope you've had a wonderful day Um, Please, please, please If you've listened to any of the uh, I think 97, 98 episodes so far um, Don't be offended if I I haven't said that As of yet, but hey I've said it now Um, Pretty pretty crazy, something I didn't even mention last week Because it kind of slipped my mind And if they're listening I want to give them a shout out when I was at that FitX show, um, there were two guys, Will and Matt, um, who literally just came up to me, and they're like, "Hey, you're Vaughn. I listen to your podcast. I think it's great." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot that I do that. All right, I guess I didn't forget that I do that. I, was like, I forget that people, people listen. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I think you get kind of so wrapped up when you're a coach. You get so wrapped up on the day and your athletes, and obviously I'm prepping at the moment as well. So focus." Uh, At times I guess can come away from this because if you don't know already what I tend to do is I record an episode on a Tuesday and that tends to go live the following Thursday this is why like whenever you listen to an episode I'll say at the time of recording you know this says blah 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 so for example this is the 15th of June that I'm recording this Um, and the main reason is is I'm very OCD and like to be ahead of my admin um, to have an episode scheduled just in case for example I have a, a busy week and I can't do it it's it kind of can go live and then I can catch up the following week um, anyone else do that just, just a little bit OCD or is it just me um, that's a coach but I'm sure I'm sure there's many many out there but yeah I just thought that it was crazy um, and uh, I, I'm sure one of the comments was uh, was uh, oh it's, it's so cool to speak to you in person because um, listening to your podcast in my head I'm thinking man I'm just a I'm just a lanky guy from Dundee. Um, for those of you who don't know where Dundee is, um, it's a, it's a small, small sort of city in Scotland, uh, quite close to St Andrews, the home of golf, or about, say, 60 miles north of Edinburgh. But I digress. Um, it, it was just cool. Um, and if you are ever um, at a show or in a gym and you see me and, you know, you like the podcast or you just want to come and say hi, I am always more than happy to have a chat um, and it was great we had a, we had a good chat sort of at uh, the pump up but outside at the FedEx show um, we just chatted about bodybuilding uh, one of the guys uh, Will was competing and he looked fucking peeled he looked great um, and he was, he was a tall guy as well um, so we were kind of broing on that but anyway I digress back to the um, I guess the topic of today's today's podcast, and that is be is going to be about changing your training up or changing your rotation up. Um, this is something I really wanted to talk about. Mainly, the thing that sort of prompted this is I've been on a couple of consultation calls recently. Um, some, some with um, you know bikini girls that have had a current coach, and some with aspiring men's physique or classic athletes. And when when we kind of get to the part of the call where we ask about, uh, I, I I say open the floor for questions. Sometimes there's a question that says, how often do you change the program? You know, right now I'm getting my program changed every four weeks or six weeks. And uh, quite bluntly, my response is always, when it needs changed. Um, And for those of you that know me, you know, know, I'm pretty straight to the point blunt guy. And the reason I say that is that, you know, the model I follow and that I preach, and I'm sure that you know by now, is the progressive overload model, right? Increasing the mechanical load, over time, on the muscle, and kind of forcing it to adapt. So to do this, you know, you're going to need to repeat the same moves over and over and over again, making sure you're increasing the weight on the bar, the the reps in the set that you're doing at the same weight, or improving your form and execution at the same weight and the same reps. That third one, everybody fucking misses it. You know, and that's something I need to remind myself of every day, because I get caught with a load, man. You know, sometimes you just you're in the gym, fucking you know, a screw goes loose and you just put a bit more weight on the bar or, you know, you've had a few weeks in a row of progressing and you really shouldn't because you should control it a bit more. Sometimes, you know, I need to pull the weight back 10 kilos, tidy up form up or, um, and then go again. But yeah, please don't, please don't miss that one out. So why I always find, uh, you're probably wondering, okay, right, Von, well, why do we have this tribe of people who think it's common to change their program every four weeks? And I think that it's just due to misinformation or lack of understanding. You know, I remember the days where, like, you know, I'd be reading, like, "Quote unquote fitness gurus online that would be telling me that you know you need to shock the muscle, bro. Um, when you know physiologically you, you don't. That doesn't actually make sense. That like you can't shock a muscle. Like a muscle does not know how much load you are lifting, how much weight's on the bar, of the machine. All it simply knows is how to produce force and to contract. Um, and if you think of it like that, yeah, you can't necessarily <laughs> you can't necessarily shock it." But you can cause it to adapt over time through continually breaking it down, forcing it to have an adaptive response. And this adaptive response, the kind of cool thing, maybe if you don't know, is that what the body does or what that muscle does is that the stimulus you've provided, the weight you're lifting, that you've went to a failure point, it deems that as a threat to its survival. And because of that threat, it wants to be able to handle that next time that threat comes around. So what does it do? It's stronger. Now, of course, if your nutrition shit, that ain't going to happen. Recovery shit, it's not going to happen. But we're just assuming that all of them are are okay. So, first things first, you know, you might be getting to a point where you say, right, Vaughn, well, you know what? Actually, you know, I'm not a total belter and I, you know, I, I do a push-pull legs, but I've been doing it for like two or three years and um, I think it's maybe time to change up. So, the f- number one thing I, I want you to ask yourself is: just, is there a need for you to change your programming? Like, is what you're doing currently working? If the answer is yes, then then why the hell would you think about changing up? Often I think in today's society, and especially as bodybuilders, the one thing we lack is patience, right? We want results quicker, and we think that by changing up this training method, um, we're gonna grow quicker, get stronger quicker. And uh, because you know, we saw that Instabro or we saw, you know, a very famous uh, you know, our social media influencer bodybuilder change their splits so you think I need to change my split. When in fact like muscle can only grow at a certain rate and the same with strength. People will have a, you know, inter-indiv- inter-individuality differences of how quickly they can grow based on their genetics, metabolism, their drug use, their history, the years of training and so on and so forth. So in fact, rather than compare against the social media guy or whatever it is, I just want you to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I'm going to give you an example of, of kind of how I've done things. And you might be really surprised that if I was to tell you, I ran the same program, the same program, same split for almost two years before changing up. And the split was lower, push, pull, off, lower, full upper, off. And you know, it worked a treat. And I kind of went into that split um, after I competed in 20, 2017. Um, and I ran that split, honestly. Until until after my show in 2020. So it was more than two years. Um, you could say it was two, two and a half years. And in that time frame, you know, I I prepped twice. I had multiple gaining phases. Um, I didn't sort of jump on any of the latest Instagram trends. I figured, well, it was working for me. At the time, it wasn't really designed, I suppose, with the thought of competing in mind because I wasn't interested in that at the time. Again, I was more like... I sort of trained for enjoyment and kind of work what what I felt I wanted to work. Um, and you know, in, in hindsight, if I was you know being a compet- you know being a uh, you know getting the, the coach's mind on now, I would have fucking put in more arms. You know, I was an idiot. I didn't train arms for like a year. Why? I just hate hate training them. Not saying I love training them now, but you know I see purpose now because I want to have a more well balanced physique and have a bit more symmetry to to my physique. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that you might not need to change your training up whatsoever. You might simply need just more time doing what you're doing, more time in the oven. Um, and that could be kind of spending months down the line. It could be years. But I think if you're persistent enough and you're willing enough, you'll just continue to grow. And here's the thing, like, it doesn't need to be complicated. If you go in and you know your rotation, like, off the back of your hand, you know what your volume is, your maximum recall volume on every single exercise, you go into any gym, you just adapt the machinery. Um if you're on the road or you're training here or there for a month or two, um, and, and you'd be kind of fine. So I guess that's the number one thing is you you can, is there a need to change your program? Uh, number two, I think this is where people will often completely change things up, is that they stopped getting stronger. And I think I'd say with every program that you, or rotation should I say, that you try, uh, or you, that you do, you want to try and maximize as much muscle growth as you can, and hear me out on this one, from the least work possible. Now, you probably won't, what do you mean by that? So, what if I had to tell you that like, my quad volume since 20, halfway through 2017, has been roughly, say, between six and eight sets, right? For the past, what's that, three and a half, four years. And it hasn't went above, right? Could I maybe perhaps get more benefit from doing a bit more? I could. Is there a need? No. Why? Because for me, quads grow quick and they overpower everything else. And I'll get to that in a minute. But what does that do, those six seven set, or six to eight sets? It allows me to be fully recovered next time I kind of come around to training them. But it's also not taxing my neural system as much as it would do if I did a bit more. You know, if I was doing, let's say, 10 to 12 sets... And then the next day I train a, train a push session, you know, like those large movements that I've worked in legs are going to have a huge impact on overall fatigue, um, how you feel going to that next session. So I think keeping volume sort of super low for as long as you can um, would be advantageous. Um, you'd be fresher kind of going to your next session, um, as I said. And also when when that same session rolls around, you should be good to go. But anyway, back to my point, uh, you've stopped getting stronger. So. There might come a time where you start getting stronger, and you know, first things first, before you go and completely change your rotation, um I want to discuss some key factors that I think you want you to consider before you you maybe perhaps change your program. Number one, okay, let's just let's just take one exercise. Um let's say for example you're using a pen squat, right? Kind of well known piece of kit, um, and you've hit a plateau and you've plateaued for like two and two maybe three weeks, usually three weeks and I say it's time to change it up. Um, what you could just do is just switch that movement to a like for you know a, another machine that's very similar. That could be a V-squat. That could be a hack squat. That could be a Smith squat. That's more sort of quad dominant focused or knee flexion dominant focused. The reps, the sets won't change. You're just providing a, a slightly different stimulus um, to the muscle to promote growth. So obviously, it's a different, uh, you know focus as well for you isn't it because you've now got a new machine you want to set some new numbers you then want to kind of beat it every week you end up they want to see the increase in the numbers over the the kind of accumulative weeks like the cumulative months and be like wow i put 20 kilos on that machine in x amount of weeks you know that's kind of one thing that i get in my head i don't know about you guys so that'd be number one change the exercise for a similar movement number two now this is one that you could adopt and some people adopt two completely different rotations um, let's say you know it's it's the the the, the pendulum squat that was that was stolen. But you you know, you think that it's just it's because it's every single week, you, you're not able to progress You find if it was actually every second week, I think I can kind of go full tilt and I think I could get a progression. Um, so if you're very, very strong, this is this is great, is rotate between two similar movements. One week your first load and exercise might be that pendulum, right? The next week your first load of exercise might be that hack. The week after that, you go back to the pendulum, right? So you're not doing it kind of week in, week out. You're alternating between these two similar exercises. That means that every, you know, rather than having to progress every week, you have to progress every two weeks. And you'll often find in this scenario, so I've done it before. It's it's a really, really good way, especially when you're at the peak strength of an off season. I'm of just inching out a bit more growth. Just getting a little bit more reps here or there, a little bit more load, especially if you're limited for equipment. um, Like so, like so many, so many gyms are, particularly um, commercial gyms. I I think this is a great, great strategy. Um, And let's talk about the third option, right? So we've got number one: change the the exercise for similar movement. Number two: rotate between two similar movements. Uh, Number three: work within a different rep range. You know, if you've been doing a top set five to eight and back off eight to ten then why not get stronger at slightly higher rep range? Number one, it's going to be probably much better on your knees and your joints. So your top set can now be a 10 to 12, and your back off is 15 to 20. Also, if you've actually not kind of hit those numbers before, you'll get an adaptive response fairly quickly just because you, your body's having to deal with a, it's not a new stimulus, but it's effect, it effectively is because it's it's having to work that a little bit harder for longer, produce a bit more force, you know the difference in energy output or the adaptive response from 20 reps versus five is going to be completely different. So again, a bit more of a motivation, a bit more of an opportunity for you to focus on something different. Then maybe after you know a few months of doing that, you go back to the heavier ones. Similarly, what you could do is rotate the, the top set rep ranges. One week's five to eight, 10 to 12. The next week, after that, 10 to 12 and a 15 to 20. Personally, I don't, I don't really like that. I'd rather focus on the one um, and go all in. Um, so I wouldn't kind of go with that option. Number four, Again, this is, these, are, these are four things I'll, I'll tell you one more um, that, you, that you consider before you change your program um, Keep the movement the same but play around with tempo So this might mean just like adding in another second on the way down It could mean like adding in a two second pause, let's say at the bottom of a hack squat um, or the bottom of that pendulum spending time where the muscle is weak, where it's really hard meaning that the overall load on the bar will go down Sometimes I can be a bit of a head fuck but then I get a bit sadistic and go, well Let's see if I'm able to like have a pause and build this up and get get as strong as I was with the tempo being where it was before. Um, the way you got to look at it is it you know more control, more muscle contraction, um, and just another opportunity to capitalize on a little bit of growth or stimulus that you haven't done before. How many people do you see pausing at the bottom of a hack squat? Fuck all, right? Um, I'll be honest, if you do not really do it at the moment, um, I'm <laughs> too hell bent on stacking that fucker um, at our gym before I do that, and it's got a, there's a little bit more room at the end of the end of the machine. Um, I look forward to doing that in the off season for sure, and um, that will be one of the big goals. Um, so there's four different options, uh, and lastly, the last last one last option would be play about with volume across the week. You know, maybe maybe try increasing it. Um, this this could be something like adding two additional sets, three additional sets, again let's, let's take legs as an example, um, let's say it was quads, you know I've mentioned that before in this podcast so let's say you maybe added one set on one day to the hack squat and then two on the leg extension on a different day, just a touch more, see how the body responds, see how you're recovering, you're recovering well, yeah I'm okay right well, okay we're now accumulating a bit more load tier, providing a bit more of, a, of an adapt, adaptive response because we're breaking the tissue down we're forcing it to adapt and recover when there comes a point where you know you, you maybe perhaps you've increased volume and you get weaker you've just gone above your limit you're gonna you know you're going above that maximum recoverable volume uh, that i keep that i keep banging on about and ultimately what i mean by that is just the you need to figure out that how many sets across the week total sets across the week for that one muscle that you can perform at your highest possible level recover from and grow and then then you know, do that all again in your next session. That's what I mean by when I say maximum recoverable volume. So there's five in summary. So before you consider changing your program, your rotation, change the exercise that's stalling for a you know similar movement let see if you stop getting stronger. Um, number two, rotate between two similar movements, you know, week to week, alternate them out. Uh, three, work at a different rep range. Number four, keep the movement the same, but maybe perhaps play about with different rep ranges and tempos and kind of... Um, Pauses maybe perhaps in the in the hole if that makes sense, Um, and then the last option you know you can increase volume play about with that across the week see how you get on, Um, so I guess that there's got to be there's got to be a little bit of talk about well Vaughn what about if uh, what about dropping volume dropping frequency because you 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 listen to this you might be a well sort of seasoned athlete and you know well you know kind of know your stuff Um, so. If we're talking about volume and frequency, right, if I use the word volume, I'm referring to the total sets that you do for a certain muscle group across the week. Um, In in that previous example, uh, I mentioned, you know, about six to eight sets for quads, maybe perhaps a split between two sessions, four or five on one day, um, and maybe sort of, you know, two or three on a different day. Um, That would would be what I'd be referring to as as frequency. And there might come a time when you have to reduce overall sort of volume or frequency, and, and when might this be, if you're thinking about sort of changing your program up and I'd say number one, um the scenario would probably be that you can't recover from the work you've done previously. And it's impacting your strength in your in your next session. You know, the next time you come around to doing that rotation, or it's maybe affecting other sessions. It's affecting your push day. It's affecting your pull day, or whatever it is. Um, and number two, um and this is a big thing for me, and I'll go into it. Uh, that body part is responding very fast, and it's growing very quickly compared to others. Um, and and ultimately, it's creating a bit of an imbalance. So first one. Um, our our main focus is, is want to be getting stronger in every session that we do if we possibly can, right? If we find that the last you know the last session we've done or sessions we're doing are compromising our ability to get uh, you know stronger or whatnot in the in the next session then we're kind of going to want to change that immediately. So what you might think is that okay well I've been pounding the weight and you know I'm getting a little bit weaker um, but my strength is like you know my strength is rapidly increased. Over the past six months, you know, I've added, you know, 40 kilos to my hack squat. But at the same time, you've maybe, you know, maybe added 20 kilos of body weight as well. Um, so you might find the heavier you are, you start dropping volume a bit. Body don't need as much. So you might start off by dropping one to two sets from the previous session, right? And the first ones I would drop would be any sort of extender sets you've got in there, your rest pauses, your makers, your cluster sets, drop sets. So these are just going to eat into fatigue. You try that for a couple of weeks, then you see your strength progression. You I think, oh fuck right, I dropped that, dropped that rest pause, and you know what? Just every other lift is just went through the roof. You know, I'm adding a rep here or there, I'm adding two point five where I was struggling, boom, right. You've then kind of figured out and tweaked your volume to figure out your maximum recoverable volume. Here's the thing, kids, it might change, it might change over time. The bigger that you are, um, or or not, right? If you're in the early stages. Um, you might be able to handle completely different um you know volumes across the week. If you're if you're in the early stages, um, you probably handle quite a bit um because the body just doesn't know what the fuck's going on really. Um if, in the later stages the more experience you get, you need to be really really on it with this stuff. Um if you're trying to get, you know, optimal growth. So, um as I, you know, we've already talked about maximum recovery volume, so we don't need to go into that, but the other scenario which i said is the um the drop in volume based on a specific body part responding at a fast rate and you know ultimately if we don't if we don't pay attention to this you're gonna have a physique that is imbalanced and that's something that i've been working on uh, now for for a long time based on uh, i wouldn't say there were earlier mistakes it was just how i trained in the earlier days and um, i didn't focus on this and i encourage you if you are in the early days to focus on this so for myself you you'll probably already know this by now i've got a chip on my shoulder about training quads and uh, i just I, I just love it a bit, i'm a bit of a sadistic bastard when i do it but main, mainly because is when i train in those moments top sets nothing else matters my mind's clear it's the one time across the week that in that moment is for me and i switch off um, and and i absolutely love it so bit of an emotional connection to that right earlier on hated training arms so i didn't do it so what happened quads got really big, my was got really shit, um, and there's an imbalance there, and um, what I do now is, uh, or what, we, what I kind of figured out is, well, I don't need to train my quads twice a week, and I dropped the total sets to six, six sets across the week, um, anything more I could probably recover from, however, they just grow quick, and they're overpowering up our body, so the past year, um, maybe a bit longer, I just train them once a week, and guess what, uh, <laughs> they still... They've probably still grown just fine. In fact, a lot of people say they blew up. Um, What's allowed me to do is, is hit other body parts more frequently, such as my arms and my chest, and allow them to kind of quote unquote catch up. Now, they, they've not cu- caught up by any means, they're still a bit behind. I need a bit more time in the oven on that one, and I'll take care of that in the next couple of years for sure. Um, but ultimately, that was just a scenario by saying I, I wasn't paying attention to how quickly they were growing, because at that in that time, I wasn't thinking about competing. Whereas if you are and you're in the early stages, this is something you need to consider. 100%. If you're not sure, have a conversation with your coach and if you have if you have a coach they're probably looking after this um for you. But what I just want to remind you is it's completely normal for certain body parts to grow and respond faster than others. It's not something that you can you can control as I said mostly down to your body's genetic response. Uh, you can however control how often you work that specific body parts versus others to achieve a certain desired look. So you, know, you don't need to necessarily hit a muscle group more than once a week if you don't feel like you, you need to, or just because that big guy in the gym does it, you know, and, and he's completely different to who you are and has been bodybuilding for 20 years. Um, I guess, uh, what, lastly, what I'm going to finish on is what, a scenario by which you may have to change. Maybe you've run running a push-pull leg split for years, um, and you need to then change to an upper, or lower split or a full body split or a bro split, um, and, and how those scenarios can kind of entail. So, but for years, then there may come a time where you just simply have to change your training to, to, to see a response, and I think that the first scenario might be you've reached an age, you know, where you'd like to have kids, and of course, maybe you know, you can't put the same time in as you had to before your job, um, commitments dictate that you you, know, you can't do that, the the childcare commitments and. You, you know, maybe perhaps you want to say, right, at the weekends is family time. So, it means that during the week, you know what, I can't do my five days anymore. i got to drop to three or four. And rather than take two hours, I've only got an hour. So, this is where, like, full body might come in really handy. Um, Fortitude training would work really well. Um, or upper-lower splits. Um, personally, for me, obviously, a way to be a dad, um, I will make sacrifices to my sleep to get up Um and to go train early and to get it done um, to still bodybuild because it'll be the one thing one thing in life I'll still do for me um, and the joy, in, the joy it gives me or has given me over the years is something that I want to keep going And um, even if I need to, to sort of pull back uh, my sessions a little bit uh, you're probably thinking but Vaughn, can you still grow off of that, can you still grow off only three or four sessions? I'm like, well, of course you can. So maybe not the same rate as if you're training a bit more frequently, um, but if you maintain a surplus, you stay on top of recovery, um, especially if you're an assisted guy, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, you're just going to need to embrace that old word that I talked about, which was patience. Um, I'm sure that, that kids maybe perhaps wait on your patience, but I think that bodybuilding um, itself as a sport, uh, it teaches you that because the reward comes so much later on down the line and... Um, than the work you put in. You know, with some sports, you get the reward instantly, whereas the bodybuilding, it comes sort of months, years later. You know, I set myself a goal of winning a show. 2016, I achieved that. In 2020, four years later, uh, it just doesn't happen overnight, kids. Number two, uh, what's another reason why you need to change your program up? You know, it might just be that you have added so much size, you're such a big motherfucker, uh, you simply got to switch to a single body part or a bro split, as they call it. In amateur ranks, it's very rare to see such a big dude. Um, well, however, you know, you've got Josh Marley, he's, he's a big dude, uh, but I think he's going to actually turn pro soon. But as you get into the professional ranks, you're going to see those guys hit muscle groups usually once a week. And they'll probably absolutely obliterate them on that one day. And this is just due to the sheer size of the muscle. And the incredible amount of volume and stimulus to grow and continue to grow. So they tend to try and get it done all in one day, wipe it out, and then that muscle just needs so much longer to recover. And um, So then they train it again, usually six to seven days later. Um, and I guess lastly, there's boredom. Right, that can be a factor. You maybe just have, you've done the same rotation for so long. And you think you know what? My motivation's not there. My my aggressiveness going into sets. My focus. My my want. My desire. And um, so that, then it's time to change it up. Um, and if if that brings back your motivation, um, then hey, I'm all for that. Maybe you're sick of training a body part like I was. Sick of doing the things that you the way you were doing. So. I would freshen up in that instance, but always try and keep the total sets across the week you're doing for each individual muscle group really similar, um, if you can. Uh, sometimes though, something's got to take a hit, right? And if it does have to take a hit, and you've got to drop, say, let's say I have to drop my quad volume from six sets to five, I would chuck in a rest pause or an extender set somewhere um, as a volume accumulator. That's a that's a new new word I'm gonna paraphrase. Um, so, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Wow, that's, that record went really, really fast. Um, so, to summarise, when it comes to changing your programme, first establish, you know, is there a need if it's not working? If it's working, why change it? As to changing things up completely, you know, there's a number of variables that you can implement to try and get you stronger that we talked about, you know, playing about the tempo, exercise selection, etc, etc. There might come a certain time where, you know, you've gotten so strong you have to you have to drop volume, or if uh, you know a certain body part is responding um, a little bit quicker, um, you know you're thinking about balance, or you know that old, maybe maybe you get to the point where you have having kids or you're bored or whatnot. So quite a lot of factors to take into consideration on whether you kind of should or shouldn't change your program, um, how you can do it, and and I hope that that helps. Uh, you know there's there, a lot to take into account when it something can seem so like just at the click of a finger. Yeah, you go in the gym right, boom. I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna do that as a coach and as an athlete I think that I think about it a little bit more logically um, and I always will I can't I can't just not it's 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 what's programmed in my mind so um, yeah I'm going to wrap up there guys but just remember that if you enjoyed today's episode um, please do feel free to share it with someone check it on your Instagram story, tag me in it if you see me at shows um, this year uh, or whatever in a gym uh, please come up say hi always love to hear from you your story Have a little bit of chat, happy to get a photo and whatnot as well. But just remember, guys, that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it a beans.